All right, the recording has started, and I think we need to open with a moment of silence to will the market back in the right direction. Boomer, do you want to lead us in a in a seance? God, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I had the worst. I had the worst day, the second worst day in my trading history in terms of like dollar value amount. And it was just, it was brutal. It was like a nexus and a never-ending cascading waterfall of bad decision-making, bad risk management, bad sizing, bad asset selection, bad, I don't know. What were you trading? Yeah, it was real bad. Um, So that's the funny thing. uh, So, you know, we came up with a, a thesis that, you know, oil broke out of its little triangle and, Gasoline's trading at all time high and all this other kind of stuff. And we just, we just were absolutely can. I mean, I've never, I'm usually like, eh, it could go either way. We'll trade it when it happens. And then um, we also came up with the idea that ES could drag everything down. And ES and CL, like oil, used to trade and they were like best buddies. And they become decoupled. And then today it was just like, like every little movement in oil was tied to ES, which is, you know, stock and S&P. The 10 year went down too today. Bonds. Um, like hard. Yeah. I, I, I the, the, um, almost 5%. It, yeah. Went down 5%. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I've never really paid attention to bonds except to note that, you know, credit right now is just absolutely screwed. And, you know, the, the cost of a mortgage has doubled in like a month. Um, uh, I absolutely think we hit peak, peak inflation. I absolutely do think we did hit peak inflation. Are, are bonds, I don't really know a lot about bonds. Are they supposed to only go up also, like stonks? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, Wasabi, this is actually a good, um, at least... All right, two things. One, DGEN yield farming is bonds. So you guys... Yeah, that's the um, only reason I've been paying attention to actual bonds is I know what they are now because yeah. I do all day. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is you guys got... DGEN um, tokens are pick what's called paid-in-kind interest where you get the APY in the form of the the native token. Um, it's what's called pick interest bonds and paid in kind uh so instead of paying you a, a dollar yield they pay you with something and in, in kind in this case it's the token for the for the, the apy yield farming and um so yeah what was the other question bonds only go up oh right so the funny thing is is that bonds have literally been in a 40-year bull market and um, the body bags of the number of hedge funds that have shuttered because they they decided that today, um, which it literally was like three months ago, that 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 you know the forty market bull forty year bull market bonds should end ended like three months ago. And if you look at the the Bloomberg um, something rather that monitors seventy one trillion dollars worth of bonds, it says worst opening quarter ever. And so when the credit markets are fucked, the equity markets are fucked. And, um, you know, for people who are, it's really for the the thing about, we we always think about retail in terms of Wall Street bets and Robin Hood and all this other kind of stuff. But like retail is also just people um, who are doctors, lawyers, 
um, or plumbers who have retirement accounts that are usually weighted 60% towards bonds. And so how do those, they're bond funds. Like they can't go out and buy these individual bonds and trade bonds. So they just do the same thing they do with equities. They have, you know, bond mutual funds. And how these guys extricate themselves from it in a, you know, you can't short it. So, uh, and that's been one of the things that I've been thinking about so much over this market chaos is imagine the people who are forced to be long, like mutual funds can only go long. And so they, you know, it must be really dispiriting to be sitting around a mutual fund and be like, wow, this again. And your entire portfolio is down. Um, and I've, you know, I've seen some long short. Get the equity. Warren Buffett quotes ready for your clients when they yeah, call. Yeah, right, right. You know, just just trust us over a certain amount of period. But it's something that I've emphasized over and over and over on this podcast. And you can't time the market. Okay, fine. Well, but um, if you bought last summer and, um, it may take you, I don't know, four years to get to your high water mark again, maybe never, maybe 15 years like I did with the NASDAQ in 2000. So, um, and the saddest part of all this personally has been, I've been so bearish U S equities and I've traded almost none of it. And, um, I should have just shorted and I didn't. And, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm generally of the view that you can't time the market, but in a situation like this where the Fed has basically been doing this money printer and stimmies and now there's inflation and they're basically forced to crash the economy, aircraft the stock market to uh, get inflation under control, it seems like the writing is kind of on the wall here. I think that, that way too much, what have we learned on Foot Guns podcasts? over the last this you know we're coming up on our first anniversary that in reality and we want to generate good content for people who are curious about the space and we want to um, find cool stuff and it's always very interesting when how and what's how you guys explain the research but from the trading angle it's relatively simple um the markets are going down. They will go down until they go up. Um, if you don't have the ability to short, sit on the sidelines, do not try to pick the bo- pick the bottom. But if if, if you s- the, the the challenge for for folks is that the biggest up you know surges come in a down market, and the biggest down surges come in an up market. That's why trading is hard. And so. Um, you know, Fed this, Fed that, COVID this, COVID that, inflation this, inflation that. Um, what is Bitcoin? Who cares? Um, if it's going up, buy it. If it's going down, sell it. And it's and it's just like it's it's like, you know, all these. I, I do. I also do love theorizing about, you know, economic policy and all that kind of stuff, but. When it comes to actually making money, I wonder how much the sort of will they, won't they? Will the Fed do 50% basis points, you know, 75%. Let's parse together everything that Jerome Powell says and all the other Fed governors. And let's look at the ECB and let's look at this, that, and the other. 
Look, the Australian dollar, I've repeated this trade like three days in a row, has hit 0.7 and then gone up, you know, plenty. And if you leverage it up 10 times, you make like 20%. And I don't know anything about Australia. I've never, I, don't, I couldn't even, I mean, Australia is like, I don't know, is it below China or is it to the right of China? Um, or do they have a parliamentary system or presidential system? Never been there. I don't like people who are from there. And all you had to know is that I know when you get in trouble, they they kick you with a boot, right? Like on The Simpsons. Yeah, and I mean, there's kangaroos and all that. But my point just being, like, why do you need to know anything when when you can just when you can just buy it at point seven and sell it for like a one percent rip up at four times leverage? Like, why why do you need to know the the RBA? you know, central bank rate decision stuff. And why do you need to know any of it? Yeah. So the, the trade I did last week and planning to do until things turn around is just uh, buying puts on the ARKK, the Kathy Wood uh, Innovation Fund. Like she's just becoming, you know, she was like the celebrity on the way up. I think everyone's going to pile in on the way down and uh, did like a nice 2X over the weekend and sold sold that out today. Yeah, I you know, as I've repeated several times, I just don't do options because they give you that expiry date that's absolute, whereas you can always roll over the futures or whatever. But um the 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 yeah, you gotta start looking at this and thinking and I think I was right to say and I know this is a been out in the public sphere, so it's not exactly a unique thought to me, but I mean, Ethereum is feeling just like a triple levered QQQ. And it may be something else. It may have been something else in the past. It may have been an innovative new piece of technology. I mean, it's whatever caused it to go from being worth $4 to 4000 and then now not 4000 But um, but for right now, I don't I don't really see any difference. Oh, it just feels like... Wait, we got to let you know about this new hot take. Um, you know how Ethereum is going to merge to proof of stake, right? Yes. Well, so there's this there's this Ethereum Classic that's like a, a fork of Ethereum from a while ago that we've talked about, you know, that we've like shit on a bit. Well, if all the, you know, if, if Ethereum switches the proof of stake, all of a sudden there was all these Ethereum miners that now have nothing else to do with their computers. So they either have to get rid of them or they could start mining Ethereum Classic. So there's like this new... Uh, sort of thing going around talking about like, okay, well maybe we should buy Ethereum classic cause it's going to become popular once Ethereum switches the proof of stake. What do you think the risk around proof of stake and um, just to t- totally not working and totally taking down all of crypto is? I mean, it wouldn't take down all of crypto. It would put crypto into like a, a bear market and then Bitcoin would, you know, again, strengthen, harden because it's a, it's like a I told you so moment for proof of work, you know. Um, I do think um, I don't know. I think if what if what people want to use Ethereum for is just like trading and NFTs, uh, and they don't really care about decentralization, then like we yeah, have proof of stake is great. Um, and I don't know. That's sort of been my sort of why I started getting bullish on Ethereum is that you can just like bring Bitcoin into Ethereum. So you know if you if you build trust in the bridging protocol, then like you can still have your Bitcoin on Ethereum and, and, you know, be like, okay, this is safe crypto. Um, but I don't know. I think, 
I think time's going to tell. I think certainly it's going to increase volatility. I'm not certainly, I'm not like bullish on proof of stake in the sense that I'm just like, oh my God, it's such a superior technology. Like in my mind, it's, it's literally just like turning, like reinforcing Ethereum as just being like, yeah, triple, you know, triple leverage NASDAQ or whatever, or QQQ. Yeah, somebody's sort of sitting back and watching on the sidelines. It feels to me, and just as an asset class, this is a, it's hard to do as an asset class because you have DAOs and you have um, chains and all the other stuff. But it feels like to me, crypto is just looking for an excuse to just tank. I mean, it's tanked, but I mean tank. And to the point where, you know, I, I just, this reminds me so much of like some of some of like and i hate i'll use an example but you can't take it personally all right if can we keep this non-emotional um but if you look at sort of the 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 price action on say badger which is just something i know better than something else and um you look you look at there's a company called transocean and the symbol is rig and it provided drill ships um, during the big offshore drilling boom. If stocks peaked around 150, it's had the best management ever. They have a great balance sheet. They worked through the oil crash of 14 really, really well. But it's just never really come back. And and it's 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 we're now sort of, geez, we're now eight years and the stock hasn't come back. Does it do things like go from four dollars to eight dollars? Sure, but it's it's just like it's hard to look at that thing and be like, you know, after eight years, it's ever going to come back. And you look at the the, the chart, and it's just re- eerily reminiscent of. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean bad. I meant sushi swap. It's eerily re- reminiscent of 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 sushi swap, and you just kind of look like sushi swap it too. It's either the best buy um, in the history of mankind and everyone should become a sushi maxi um, and can, you know, deal with Brian Coinface and do whatever you have to do to own sushi. Or it's like a $2 and you're never going to see anything above $2 again. I mean, with Bitcoin down at 31000 um, and Ethereum, you know, performing similarly, um, I, I just I think you got to start wondering some, whether some of this stuff comes back ever, right? Like like a sushi, um, great 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 hopes for it, great I guess, hopes for it, and all that. But um, I think there's real selling too. I think people are at their pain pain points on retail. Uh, I think people are are selling you know their retirement stocks and all this other kind of stuff. And some of them have added Bitcoin, and they're like, why do I need this? So I think there's more more of that to go. Well, yeah, I mean, like the other thing, I was listening to one of these commodities podcasts, and it, you know, it's like, wait, can I just stop the, you there? The guy in there made one a of point. these commodity because like, I'm always looking yeah, yeah. for commodity podcasts, and I can't find a single one. So what are you talking about? Oh, this was one, um, uh, Dimitri Kofinas, Hidden Voices. He had on the Goldman Sachs commodity guy. This was just. I'll send you the link after we after yeah, we finish recording. It was it was quite good. Yeah, I will. He was like. Look, you know, um, no one needs to buy a financial asset. People need to buy oil. They need to buy food. They need to buy, you know, so like when you're in the inflation situation and like financial assets are going down, like 
you know, there's an inelasticity of demand for those kind of things, right? Like crypto, no one needs to buy unless you're trying to uh, save your stable coin or whatever. And we maybe we'll get into that later, but like no one needs to buy Bitcoin. No one needs to buy Ethereum. No one needs to buy, you know, monkey pictures to live, right? It's a completely discretionary speculative asset class. So of course, like if if inflation's going up and the market's tanking, right? Like crypto is going to take a backseat. Name just a non-marginal people asset who class. are just well. I mean, oil, wheat, commodity, no, hard but, commodities. Well, are you fucking kidding? I'm sorry, or I didn't mean it like you know, all racing like that. But I've had kind of a spicy day. Um, you know, the the oil went from negative like 40 to now trading it or it's high of 130. I don't know more how much more speculative you can get than that. It's viewed as a risk asset. I know it's something you quote unquote everyone needs. But one of our trading rules is that if it's a truism, um, you know, that um, that it that it has to be dismissed. In other words, you, you can't go buy like food related stocks because everyone has to eat or funeral home stocks because everyone's going to die or because that's always true. And so I would, I would describe oil as the most, one of the most volatile speculative assets you could ever imagine. And I'm not saying it's uh, not volatile and that you can't speculate it. I'm saying, saying that in order to survive and heat homes and keep people alive, oil must be purchased. And that's different than an NFT or, you know, any number of, of financial instruments. Yeah. It's like, so is the argument required for him for consumption to stay alive or whatever? Yeah. And when people, when people's bills are going up for energy, for food, for basic shit like that, then that will crowd out assets, FOMO speculation assets like NFTs or, or whatever. But I guess, yeah, I guess what, uh, what boomer saying is that, People always need to eat, right? People always need food. They always need oil. Like that hasn't changed. But they're not. But they're not always getting stimulus checks. There's not always. Right, and the price uh, of oil is now taking wheat off the market. Yeah, there's. There, I'm saying that when these conditions change, it's just like a Maslow's hierarchy. It becomes very obvious to everyone that the stock market is going down and the price of goods going up and that the intermediate, you know, the intermediate asset is dollars. So that's the, you know, so everyone is trading right now, you know, like they always do pretending like they're not. So everyone is like selling their things that they think are worth something else into dollars so that they have more dollars to be able to buy these things that are going up. Um, and you know, it's like the cycles or whatever that always happen. So most people get it wrong. And they sell the things at the wrong time and buy the things at the wrong time, right? So I don't know. I um, I do see like the Fed is really making an effort to increase interest rates, and you know they were historically low for a really really long time. I I I did. I was joking, but I was looking at the chart of like you know the dollar since eighteen hundred or whatever. And if you like, if you throw away your bias of like, oh, the dollar is going to zero. The chart actually could be like forming like, you know, a 200 year cup and handle and we're at the bottom of the cup, right? Like, I don't know. Um, Like, why why could the dollar also not gain uh, and like tremendous buying power over the next hundred years, right? Like, I I, I don't know. I just hear like a lot of people negative to the dollar, inflation's going up. Um, 
I, I, I was hearing today like some arguments for we're nowhere near inflation is not going inflation. Up. Yeah, I know that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like up. there's um there's a a lot of indecision around it. I don't think there's like um right now there's not just like one. Camp. There's no more indecision now. This is financial advice. DM me for how to sue me. Also, if you didn't get the screen grab where I was like. The, you know, trading natural gas is easy. Natural gas's nickname is the widow maker. So when you file your court case against me from all my financial advice, just be like, this guy told me that something called the widow maker was easy to trade. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, inflation is, is, is over. And, and the things that cause inflation. What makes you say that is that are the ice cream prices uh, holding steady for you? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And, and it doesn't exist in parts of the country. If you go out to like middle America, uh, I was recently in Albuquerque, uh, Tulsa, everything's still the same price as it was pre pandemic. It's only on the East coast. And, um, there's only a shortage of gasoline on the East coast. There's gasoline, a plenty in Europe. Um, these, 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 uh, uh, the East coast is, is experiencing inflation. It's, it's, it's patchy. But um, Wait, isn't isn't Biden making an emergency speech tomorrow, Tuesday about inflation? Didn't he schedule something for tomorrow? What do you think it'll be like? I, no, it's, it's cool, guys. Inflation's done. We got it under control. I mean, I think that there's an, a, a genuine uh, the, the problem with inflation is you just can't do anything about it. I mean, you can raise interest rates with, via the Fed. But remember, fiscal domestic fiscal policy is determined by the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And the problem with the last president was, was he was tweeting, fuck you, Jerome Powell, keep interest rates low every other day. And he was interfering with that process. And so I hope Biden doesn't call out Jerome Powell and say, fuck you, Jerome Powell, you know, you need to lower interest rates or anything like that. Um, there's always been a, you know, historically a separation between the Fed governor and the, uh, you know, Fed chairman and the White House and just about everybody else. So the idea being they need to make independent decisions that are best for the economy. Now, they seldom do. But uh, I certainly hope the president is not trying to influence the decision of the Fed, the Fed um, because that's that, that's that's just dumb. And, and what what's really going to what's really taking care of inflation, although it's sort of painful at first is the rising cost of energy prices. Let me give you a little statistic. So natural gas prices have gone up 100% in, I don't know, two months or something like that. And 60% of all food worldwide depends on fertilizer that contains that gas. And is that going to inflate the price of food? Yeah, but that's not in core CPI. Neither is energy, which is kind of stupid. But p- people spending on gasoline, so also discussed this uh, 10 times on the podcast city was out that that research that you know when oil prices crashed in 2014 if it continued and it did it amounted to about a trillion dollar stimulus to the economy every year which is something that no politician could ever achieve now we've got that trillion dollar getting trillions a trillion dollars maybe more sucked out of the economy there's nothing that cools off the economy like high energy inputs and once that sort of happens and people spend more of their discretionary income on that, it's just, 
it's peaked. And and the, the thing is, is that we did such a good, what I just want to reach this microphone, just smack every degen motherfucker on the face of the planet is we told you last summer, we did an experiment on inflation and it was, the net conclusion was don't run from it. Don't buy gold, get long it, get long gasoline and oil and energy. And, and inflation is, it's, it's, it's here last summer. And I don't know if you look at the index of um, oil and gas producers or the oil field services guys, but it's up like, I don't know, two or three times. And that was a great trade that we, we brought you. And I, I'm sorry it did wasn't an NFT, but um, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like if you just trick people into thinking something's like a crypto and you give them a good trade idea, maybe they'll trade it. I think you can trade oil on uh, the Terra blockchain, right? They have some kind of oil derivative on, uh, on one of their uh, apps. Yeah. Yeah. Soil. It's really low liquidity. Yeah. And I would, you know, but the, the point just being like, like, okay. So are people really not going to go on their trips because of the price of gasoline that they've already booked that they've already paid for. What's the number one cost of vacationing? It's lodging. And so are they really seriously going to just burn whatever they spend on their VRBO or a hotel room or whatever it is because of the price of gas? Absolutely not. The problem becomes after this cycle where people felt a little, you know, they planned out their vacations and they felt, because you look at expedient bookings, they're way up and they've got, uh, I think, uh, the ones to Europe are even above pre-COVID levels. Are those people going to, you know, after this cycle and um, the consumer credit situation, are they going to then say, well, shit, that was expensive. Let's go somewhere different next year, not go somewhere at all. And and that's when you get stagflation and everything sort of just kind of goes to meh. But uh, I, I just, this is in part an educational um, podcast. It's in part an actionable podcast. And the educational part you guys provide, the, the actionable part that, that, that I provide is markets are going down. Wait for them to go back, start going back up at least before you buy sort of into this and and i was on our discord and i was nibbling at you know es so s&p futures and i gave people 40 points of es and but you know you just you nibble at them and um maybe you scale into some positions here or whatever but i I, you still haven't answered my question though which is i mean is there a do you guys think is anybody set okay let me ask you this is anyone in the quote unquote crypto community, which is by the way, just there's like 20 different crypto communities, but has anyone been out there been like, you know, Hey, it's time to cut your losses. Sushi's at $2. It's never coming back. Is there anyone saying that? Oh yeah. They've been bearish for a while. Yeah. Just look at, I mean, I scroll through my Twitter timeline. Everyone's bearish. Yeah. So, but I mean, are they bearish in a specific sort of way? Are people articulating cases? Or they just like FUD, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy. There's a guy who um, is a DeFi developer. I guess he has a um, some kind of app, and was an original Ethereum buyer, like in the presale. And 
he came out with this series of videos today that was just like, yeah, I'm selling my, my ether that I bought for, you know, pennies in the, in the, in the ICO. And I'm not sure like his main case was just like, it's become totally correlated with NASDAQ. You know, it used to be, it was like not correlated with stocks at all. Right. It was this quirky little technology that someone made and, and it was in this, its own little corner. So it had no relation to, um, to bigger markets and now that's just you know gone out the window because it's gotten so big so it just trades like like you said like with the nasdaq or whatever so um yeah his case is like you know ethereum is great i'm building my app on it and but as an asset class like it's no longer uncorrelated right. the question is do you get the benefit of the correlation is it is it a um you know is it one of those things that uh rallies better than the nasdaq features on a bet a good day or you know sort of how does that work i guess um uh from from what i can tell on the chart is like the correlation is almost i mean the only thing that you do know is that when the correlation is high that it's correlated. But the thing is, is like, if you go look at the correlation, it just like drops off. And then sometimes it drops off in the bullish direction. Sometimes it drops off in the bearish direction. Like for instance, in like May, 2021, or I mean, March, 2021, you know, Ethereum had this like giant move up that, you know, it became, it became correlated with the NASDAQ and then anti-correlated with the NASDAQ. So I don't know. I don't know if like, correlation has a i think like all you know is that like currently it's correlated i just don't i don't think it's really like a good thing yeah i mean you see all these that. global uh fundamentally driven global macro funds who just like parse together correlations and spend you know endless hours on research and all this kind of stuff and it's just kind of like is it going up or is it going down um you know matic is another one you look at that i i didn't i it, it didn't seem conceivable that it would go below one it's below one and if you just make the analogy between it and it, say a stock or whatever you know something like 90 percent of stocks never go below go above four again if they go down below four because they're you know mutual funds can only buy stocks if they're only about five dollars or something and so have we reached the point with some of these DeFi degen tokens now is this going to change anybody's behavior based on what I'm saying? No, but, um, you know, we reached a point where not Matic, but some of these other ones where you just are like abandoned interest and hope and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and will we see that kind of capitulation in crypto because crypto people are sort of pseudo religious in their belief system. And, and, and so they'll stick around like, you know, even after the the ball game's over, they'll they'll go out on the field kind of thing. Whereas stock investors will take losses and just get out. And so if everyone's just holding in Matic in, you know, then it's never gonna go to zero. Yeah, I don't know. I think here you need to d- distinguish between the assets as number going up or not and the actual technologies. So like I mean, I don't know about how, but like, I have no plans to stop working in crypto. I think the building space that's available is still. What if crypto has a plan, has plans for you to stop working in it? I guess that's the question. That's quite possible. I mean, who, you know, who knows what happens, but, but like, 
okay, so today I was short Ethereum. And how was I short Ethereum? I was trading on GMX, which is a crypto app that is completely um, decentralized. Like there's not a company that I'm interacting with. Like I probably couldn't, you know, I, I probably could go to my brokerage account and get some wonky leverage or margin account. But like, no, I just deposit my stable coins into this exchange and everything is on chain and it's a good user experience. Like it's a great app that's launched in the last year. Right. So, you know, and that enables me to get short on ether, you know, I was actually short on Matic. Um, but but you don't, you don't actually from 120 to 95. You don't actually cents. deposit your, uh, stable coins, right? Your everything still lives inside your MetaMask wallet. So you can get 30 X, you know, short Ethereum, inside of metamask using their interface right so the you still have custody or whatever the whole time it's it's pretty cool yeah so i mean i think the fact that it enables that is really cool and it's done without intermediate you know the, it's done on chain without a centralized financial institution like that that's the magic of crypto in terms of like the design space um and you know you could be bullish or bearish on any given day and still be using these apps that you couldn't use six or eight months ago but yeah no i think that the this drawdown in price is finally the moment where you know it's like why does anyone care the difference between like a sushi swap a gmx a badger and like a you know a picture of a of a monkey you know that's for 100 ethereum when everything's going up right they're just like oh well i'm just going to buy the monkey because it's going up the fastest um but you know i mean like right imagine being imagine being bearish on tech at the time of the dot-com bubble burst uh you know like you have to differentiate the prices of the stocks or the prices of the assets that you know are untethered to the actual technology than the actual than the possibilities that the new technology opens up or you just have to be like, this is total bullshit and short Nasdaq futures. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was short. I was shorting. Uh, I was doing puts on uh, Kathy Wood, right? Like, do I think I think Kathy Wood? Like, the world needs a Kathy Wood. The world needs Elon Musk to take these bets on life changing genetic does, bullshit does the, technologies. Does the world really I think need Elon Musk. Like, really? I think the, I think the imagine. world does. Yeah, the he U.S. To needs to Elon Mars. Musk to get our astronauts down from the space station. How are we going to get him down without without SpaceX? NASA. After, mm, well, didn't NASA we've been using quit? SpaceX for the last? Yeah, NASA doesn't even do. They're they're like a big contracting bureaucracy now. I don't think they actually do like actual. They've rockets. always been a bureaucracy, but they put people on the moon, which is the single greatest achievement of mankind. So don't down talk. But yeah, but then NASA. they quit. Uh, hey, look, uh, right, and now they're contracting. Because they SpaceX, did the biggest right? thing. Like, ever. And they realized so is that like, I mean, that. I mean, that could be an argument for crypto, right? They were like, okay, we made the best money ever, best, uh, you know, smart contracts. Uh, let's just shut it all down. No, I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I'm, look, Elon Musk, let me just tell you. Okay. If you have a hot take on Elon Musk, if he's your idol, you're a loser. If he's Satan, you're also a loser. The, when you, when you define, downwards who elon musk is he's an upper middle class shithead mcmansion owner who moved <laughs> to texas because it has no income tax just like everyone else did like you know from california because california is the greatest state in the union i don't give a shit about the san francisco school board and all that crybaby shit that you hear about from 
you know, Jeff Gunlock and I'm taxed at 50%, whatever the weather's perfect. The weather's perfect year round, you know? And, and so he's just one of these, just, he's a, he's, he's a Trump dad who just moved to Texas and, uh, to get a lower tax rate. And that's all he is. And he's not a genius. Um, He's there are a thousand of him, and he's the one that the sort of universe allowed to go through the little things, right? And um, also, he's becoming are, a slave. Are you saying you'll, you'll you'll be deleting your Twitter account when no, no? I'm I'm, I, I'm saying I don't have a negative. I'm saying you're a loser if you have a extremely negative. If you if you if you're like he's Trump with money, you're a loser. If you're like he's the greatest thing ever, you're a loser. I don't. Ha- I'm just saying he's just not that big of a deal and that that uh, that that he's just a he's just a guy looking to lower his tax rate just like all these other mcmansion over levered you know tesla driving chipotle eating uh credit card bill double mortgage fuck stains from suburban denver suburban dallas and houston so he's just one of those people and those are the people who really like him i mean you notice that right the sort of um, MAGA finance loves him or sort of pseudo MAGA finance loves him because they're all stuck in their stupid fucking suburban cul-de-sacs and driving their Teslas and picking up their kids from, you know, dumb sports practices. And their kids are going to be retarded mortgage broker salesmen. You want a spice. I brought it. Yeah, I don't know. I just think the world, you know, he's working on shit that the world needs. So... Let's talk about positive genocide. So I think we triggered like an automatic thing in Zencaster where it, yeah. um, it was just like, no, I'm, I refuse to record what you guys are talking about. Yep. We, uh, we hit the uh, hit the content filter. Anyway, Boomer, you were saying that uh, you booked a flight to uh, Mars on SpaceX. Yeah, super Elon Musk fan. And uh, um, no, you know, I just i I just don't. I want to change my name from Boomer. I, I they're terrible people. Like include, you know, my parents are silent generation, so. They're not boomers, but they're just bad people, and I, I don't want to be associated with them anymore. But no one will let me change, so fine, whatever. So, what are the exciting this things? This is crypto. Happening? You can call yourself whatever you want. <laughs> Reinvent, make a new alt. Just need to make a NFT PFP around it. Yep, just gotta <laughs> just just as long as you do it. <laughs> You know, just as long as you do it on 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 chain, then you can do whatever you want. I have some choice pieces in my NFT collection. I can sell you to change your uh, avatar if you're interested. I'll talk to you I, after. I like I like my avatar. I just I just want to be Cletus because I'm a dumb redneck and I'm just not a boomer. I don't think like this. I don't feel like I don't think like this. People do. I, I just I don't I don't I was not responsible for all the problems they created and i didn't participate with them anyway anyway um so you know it's may day this is the thing that i was very 
concerned about on the private podcast, which is, you know, what's going to happen with Russia today, given it's their Memorial Day. Has there been any news about that? I mean, I've been busy losing money all day. That so No, I, I totally forgot about that. I mean, the only, the only real thing that happened today is everything fucking went down. So I guess we got that part. Putin was dumping on us. I yeah, feel like, I, I mean, I, maybe it was. That was it. I feel like the Financial Times is just making things up. Like, global stocks suffer worst days since June 2020 amid slowdown fears. I feel like that just happened like two days ago. I feel like they're making up stuff, you know, because the markets are so crazy and so volatile. They're just like, oh, it's the worst day since whatever year, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's supposedly, I heard that it was the uh, worst, like, or the highest, the steepest drawdown in bonds or whatever since 1778 or something like that. Ha! <laughs> Who can- uh- I was gonna ask who keeps records of that, but then I remember. But Twitter. it's just like, what are you supposed to do with that information? It's like, well, what happened to Bitcoin in 1770? <laughs> what happened yeah. to Kathy Wood? Yeah, what? Is, I don't. I still don't really know who Kathy Wood is, but um. All right, so he gave so, an icon. I don't. I I just don't understand icon. why. Why, like, everyone hates her so much or likes her so much. I don't know. I guess, like, it's sort of what you were talking about. It's like, why do people care so much about Elon Musk? Um, I know. I, I don't know. They, like, worship him, though. Um, versus, yeah. You know, yeah. And then, like, people, I mean, like, really hate Kathy Wood. Like, that's the new thing that I've just, like, you know, been hearing people. Uh, and if you don't think it has to do with the fact that she's on Kathy Wood. If you don't think it has uh, a thing to do and I know I'm the big liberal of the podcast, but you don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she's a, a woman and Elon Musk is like a bro. Like, you're crazy. You know? And, and uh, one I agree th- with that take. One of the, th- one of the things, though, that, that is really shows the just how unhealthy wealth inequality can get is when, you know, really poor people like Elon Musk, too, because he's like their champion. You know, he's like, He's corporate, but he's not afraid to tweet four six, you know, sixty nine four twenty, and all this other kind of stuff. And it's sort of like the last generation robber barons gave us the Smoky Mountains National Park. He's going to give us something we already have, which is Twitter. Um, and you know what all these guys are doing to give back? Like there was a sense. I mean, what's changed in the last one hundred years? Women have the right to vote. Desegregation. The internet. The internet, but I mean, I still go back to the fact that we use toilet paper to, I mean, trees to wipe our asses and traffic lights. We're still counting on people to actually stop at traffic lights. Like, that's weird. Traffic lights haven't changed since they were invented. Um, they're a little more automated now, but, 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 you know. So what would do it for you? Like uh, flying cars? I feel like that's the... Uh... No, I think just an, an admission that really nothing's changed. I, it, it's just sort of like, you know, what what do ba- people basically do? They, 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 they go to work and they have kids and they die. You know, and, and I don't know how this is helpful to your crypto investing at all, but... <laughs> I've had a bad day, and so I just uh, <laughs> throw that in there. 
What are you? Uh, are you like? Are you out of the market? Are you still? Yes. Still long. Yes. This is a. This is a take a little bit of a breather. It's just. It's just. Um. Still way up, but it. It. It was just a shocking rebuke. It's it, typical. It's just typical. 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 Typical stuff where you get overconfident. You trade a little bit too big, and then. And then you increase your size instead of being like, oh, this is the market telling me I'm a little bit too big in this. And then, you know, it's just, it's the kind of stuff that, that, that you do uh, as a trader and it happens. It's a natural part of life, but that doesn't mean you have to like it anymore, right? I did read something kind of interesting about trading. This guy said, trading is the ultimate career or it's the only career because you can always get better at it. Whereas everyone else's career is just a series of making excuses for their failures. I think there's some truth to that because numbers don't lie. I think we should form a DAO and take Transocean private. It's only, it's less than uh, 2.4 billion market cap now. And that would be a pretty cool company to own. Transocean for the people. Oh, there's drill ships. I mean, the the part, the Bitcoin conferences you could have on them alone. You get to ride in fucking helicopters all the time. That's one of my professional <laughs> goals is to have those a, are awful. A professional helicopter ride. Yeah, those those uh, those those particular. I've done those offshore, onshore to offshore rig helicopters, and you get crammed in, crammed in them, and people moved away and from them. Helicopters are like. It's super dangerous too. You don't think they'd like have better all the time. You don't yeah. think they've had better ones for the C suite for our uh, Transocean DAO? No, in we fact, get some this, like C, this... C, get a C King. We'll get a C King for that for the C suite. Yeah, but this particular uh, leadership in uh, Transocean is really, really good. I doubt they even if offered a C suite uh, helicopter. I really doubt they 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 avail themselves of that. Um you know, possibility. Even if we gave them like a really cool NFT. <laughs> I, I just, it, it, it's a phenomenal company and the market. I just, I just think no matter what Transocean does and no, you can't service the debt. I don't even think with the take private post poison pills and all that. But, uh, the, um, the thing is, no matter what Transocean does, I think the market's just fundamentally disinterested in, um, you know, oil field services like that and drill ships. And that, that was sort of my point um, was you get to a certain lack of performance over a certain period of time. And uh, what... Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you, you know, does the market sort of kick you out at that point, I guess is the point. Um, and has crypto reached that sort of, sort of level? And, and I don't know whether it has or whether it hasn't, but uh, I feel like a bold call is needed, I guess. And I'm not getting a bold call on, uh, on the cryptos. I'm a, uh, I think, I think at this point, like, I think it turns around when, a crypto punk sells for like five Ethereum. If you look at the historical, 
yeah. market cap of SushiSwap. There was, so May 18th, 2021, SushiSwap had a implied $3.586 billion market cap. So there was a time in the last year where SushiSwap was bigger than Transocean market cap. <laughs> oh, I mean... You want, you want education? Maybe? There's your education for the day. That's, yeah. That is a fun fact for you. That is a fun fact. You know, maybe maybe there's... Well, hey, there's there, like, la- the last 24 hours on SushiSwap, there was a billion dollars in trading volume. But that just means Brian Coinface made a lot of money. No, this what is SushiSwap. Yeah, and I said I was taking days off from trading, but wow, oil came out. The most traded uh, pair on uh, SushiSwap in the last 24 hours, most of the volume was ApeCoin. <laughs> <laughs> what does ApeCoin do? That is, uh, it represents fractional ownership in the Bored Ape collection, right? Or something like that? I don't know. I think I think that's what it's supposed to be. I don't know, unless it's uh It's like an NFT derivative. Unless it's a, an airplane, fractional ownership to me is like timeshares. Yeah, I'm not really qu- I'm not really sure what it get to. Uh I've you know, it came out um oh, it's almost at the price that I told people in our Discord to buy it. I suggested to buy it at nine dollars and it went up to twenty two. I look like an idiot, but then now um that was eight you know, that was less than a month ago and now it's at nine dollars hmm on 18 percent today wow that's not that's not an insignificant amount but you look at these big cat tep stocks and what they've been here's the thing about amazon is it is it what what are they gonna what are they gonna do I mean, what what else is are more people gonna sign up for facebook or or, or more is amazon like Where's the all these growth stories and this, that, and the other? I mean, wh- how is Amazon growing? How is it going to grow? Oh, um, actually, we should um, talk about Luna because <laughs> it's on the cheat sheet. And uh, Sir is having a day. It's down 33% today. Um, you know, after this guy, that's Duquan, that's uh, at Terra, has been buying Bitcoin with the treasury reserves and now their stablecoin usdt or sorry u ust usd is um trading at 90 cents on the dollar so it's almost time to just buy the stablecoin right (laughs) well i guess my question is 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 the same thing I'm always like with the financial media news organizations where like, you know, markets sold off on interest rates and growth fears. It's like, how do you know that? I mean, maybe it just went down. Uh, is the, can we, who's in control of the market? I mean, does the, does the Duquan really dictate the price of, of uh, these tokens or are they just sometimes just go down by, 20 30 percent well i guess uh what yeah what's being accused right now is some people have figured out that you know essentially there's this leverage position um or you know like the the terra um treasury is supposed to be defending 
um, Luna, and then there's this like system that has to do with, oh, sorry, sorry, defending the, the stablecoin peg. And then there's a system with Luna that is supposed to incentivize, um, you know, users to also defend the peg. And, uh, you know, on days like today where everyone's afraid and doesn't really want to uh, be involved in the market, they don't really want to play that game, you know, of defending the peg. I'm always afraid. Um, markets are scary. Yeah, crypto is uh, down down bad today. But, you know, the way you know it's not over yet is um, Waves is up 2.6% today. So I've, <laughs> if, I had, if I had sorted by uh, top 100 and I saw that all the tops were stable coins, I could say that maybe today is near bottom. But I don't know. Every single time that we go down and there's like some shitty altcoin that's still like up, like you know, there's like more pain ahead. Yeah, can you do? Can you? Yeah, can, can you do that with? Uh, can you do that with? Um, what you call it? Uh, with with these uh, tokens, like a lot of things people do with stocks is they look at, you know, there's a big sell off, and so um, they look at something that didn't sell off, and they're like, well, it's stronger relative to its peers, so I'm going to get all involved in that. Do you see that happening in uh, in crypto trading? I think so, but not quite enough. Like again, you know, the I I think I think sort of like all the markets really experienced this in the last year, and like oil maybe more recently is like you you get these people that come in after these big run ups and buy the tops, and so it sort of you know creates this noise in the price where you have people that don't really like they're not being discretionary at all. They're not even like they're just like pressing the buy button, right? So. I think in those scenarios, it makes it harder for people to like even want to be discretionary because like I don't feel rewarded right now for picking. I mean, other than Curve, I, I like that was the one that I really got right so far that sold off a lot less um, and Convex, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really feeling rewarded for being discretionary in crypto right now. All right. Well, I got it run to dinner here and then start working on the transition uh paperwork so yeah no i mean look as a a guy who's got a lot of experience in private equity i can help you guide that through that process and and the and the subsequent re-ipo because that's the hallmark of all um you know good p investing is taking something private just to take it public again just because yep we're gonna do a full full cycle all right um if you guys have more i'm happy to leave this running otherwise we will wrap it up and see you next time sounds good thanks for hosting us talk to you guys later elon musk forever